Hello, everyone. Welcome to To Be Heard Podcast, your weekly faith-filled and motivational podcast where listeners are encouraged, culture is challenged, and the truth can be heard. My name is Ayana Simone, and I am your host for this podcast. And if you want to know more about who I am and what I do, be sure to head on over to my website at ayanasimone.com and be sure to sign up to become a member so I can stay connected with you every Wednesday via email. And if you want to stay closely connected to the podcast, be sure to follow To Be Heard Podcast on Instagram. That way you can stay in touch with each and every episode. And I'm really excited for today's To Be Heard Tuesday, uh, especially with the season that we're in. You guys know that we spent this last Sunday celebrating one of the, uh, I would say, not the most lighthearted, but it's among the lighthearted holidays. That being, of course, Valentine's Day. I hope you guys spent that day in a very special way. I know that I did with friends and family. It was so much fun. And it just makes me really giddy, like seeing everyone like in that love, you know, that mindset of love and positivity. Of course, like seeing romantic relationships and the flowers and the cute little captions. I was like, this is so cute. I love Valentine's Day on top of like Christmas and Easter Thanksgiving, all of those happy days. I just love celebrating. So I hope that you had a great Valentine's Day, even if you were single. Now, I think we've gotten better as a generation and as a society. Like, Valentine's Day is not just for um, people who are in relationships. Like, I think we've gotten past that as a generation, and I'm really proud of us, because it's not just a day to celebrate romantic relationships. As I said, like, there's friends, there's family, I mean, you can celebrate the love you have for yourself. Like, you know, I'm all about that. And it's just a great day to celebrate love. But being that this is To Be Her podcast, and you, I've said this from the very beginning of the season, that I'm really intentional about making sure that you know, every episode you tune into, that you know that you're loved by God. Um, this episode is going to be really geared towards that in a really um, specific way, which I'll explain a whole lot more um, in a couple moments here. But I mean, we cannot celebrate the biggest love day of all without talking about love himself. Yes, I'm talking about the King of Kings, creator of the world, made you and me, everything that we see created by God. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. There's nothing in this world that was made except through him. And that's quoting um, specifically from John 1. And that is truth. And uh, here on To Be Heard podcast today specifically, I want to dive into a bit of that because we started off this first season, um, excuse me, we, we entered this new season, season two of the podcast with uh, the first episode titled Hope Needs to Be Heard. And in that episode, we read one of my favorite verses, that being Romans 8.39, where it talks about that nothing separates us from the love of God. And it gave a pretty hefty list saying, you know, whether it's an angel in heaven or a demon in hell, like there's absolutely nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Us meaning you and me, anyone under the sound of my voice and all the people who aren't under the sound of my voice, doesn't matter who you are, 
Jesus has insane amount of love for you. And there's absolutely nothing that we can say or do to change that. Um, and throughout this season, we've read a couple of verses that talk about um, the love of God. Uh, I think last week I mentioned another one of my favorite verses, Psalms 103, verse 8, where it says that the Lord is gracious and compassionate, that he's slow to anger and abounding in love. And that verse is really important to me, especially the abounding in love part, because it's like it just doesn't end. It doesn't fail. It never gives up. Um, but even more specifically, we read straight from First John 4, 8 in this um, season of the podcast where it explicitly says that God is love. So when we talk about love, we have to talk about God because love is who God is. It's not just something that he gives, not just you know, an adjective, a way to describe God, but God is literally love himself. And so with that, though, I want to dive a little bit deeper into that. Um, I mentioned some verses before, but I want to read a very famous passage of scripture in the Bible that talks explicitly about love. I've shared this over um, on my Instagram. Y'all can follow me. I promote the Two Beer Podcast Instagram page, but y'all can go ahead and follow your girl, Ayana Simone, on Instagram. I'll leave all of my handles below that was just a little shameless plug <laughs> I slid that in there um but I am connecting more on social media and I love to engage with you so uh, make sure that you find me on social media let's have a little chit chat I'm all about it but anyway I shared this um these series of verses over on my Instagram story to celebrate Valentine's Day on Instagram. And I want to bring it to the podcast because uh there's something in there that I'm really excited to dive deeper um to dive deeper into with you all. And I think it's going to make for a really great to be here Tuesday. So keep listening. But I am talking about 1 Corinthians 13. Um, many, many of you have heard this scripture before. I've said it already. It's very famous. Um, it's up there with the John 3 16s and Genesis 1 1. Like it's up there. And some of you might have heard this. Like I hear these verses in secular music. And I'm like, see, I bet they don't even know is a Bible, baby. Get your scripture on. But um, I am talking about 1 Corinthians 13, and I'm just going to read it. Might be familiar for you, but I'm going to start in verse 4. It says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, and is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. And that was 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 7. So again, uh, might be familiar for you to hear. You might have heard it in some songs before. If someone ever gave that to you as a poem, they plagiarized. Okay, that's the Bible. And um, it's a, a beautiful verse and it gives me a really great, it gives all of us a great reminder and pretty specific details about what love is. And many years ago, when I still use Tumblr, I remember when I first started blogging, I had this account on Tumblr. Um, many of you, I think a lot of you know this. I talked about this before, but that's when I really started to get into like just diving into the scripture and finding social media accounts that promote scripture and they post scripture and like all of those things. That was back in Tumblr. <laughs> and so 
I remember there's this one post that I've seen, and this is kind of going off track, just a little side story, and um, I guess the way that I've seen this verse since I've seen this post, um, but there's a post and someone said, you know, my mom, she would go over these verses with me, and whenever I liked a guy, she would replace love with the name of that guy to see, like, okay, is this... Is he the one because he has the qualities of love? And so, like, as an example, um, I don't know what name to use. How about we just say Tom? <laughs> That's the first thing that came to my mind. So, like, in other words, if you meet someone named Tom, or if you're a boy listening, you meet a girl, uh, Tara. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you can just plug in the name. Okay, so, like, Tom is patient and kind. Lo- or, sorry, Tom is not jealous or boastful or proud like you see what I mean and I thought that was really great and then of course in growing in my faith understanding that God is love reading all of those qualities like gave me a better picture about who God is and that he is patient and he is kind and you know going through that list and so I would practice that whenever I I would forget the character of God especially in some dark seasons and I'm like did you leave me? Like the word says, you, love never gives up. Did you give up on me? <laughs> like what's going on? And I would read it again and replace that word love with Jesus. And it would help me to like come back to the truth that God really is love. And so in this season though, there's some moments when and I kind of talk about this on the podcast before where I grew up in a Christian home and in a Christian church and I read through these things and it, it doesn't really sit with me because it's like I've heard it so many times. It doesn't really stick. But in this season of love for Valentine's Day, I went back to this verse and I wanted to really study it, like and just put a little microscope to it and see all the details that I miss out on. And that's always so helpful. If you are studying the Bible for the first time and you need some direction, literally do not overlook any detail. (laughs) Like uh, Bishop Jake says that the Bible doesn't miss anything. And I took that to heart because literally everything listed in the Bible, every detail, like even transitional words and phrases like then and at the same time. And, you know, meanwhile, like all of those things are so important. And whenever I put a, um, what do you call that? Did I say microscope or is it a mag? I think I can I think it's the same thing. Magnifying glass, something, you know, like when you, <laughs> this is getting off track, but like if you, if you, zoom in let's just say that zoom in on the scripture and you really study it like that's where the revelation comes so I encourage you to do that and and that's what I was doing in this season of love I was taking I was zooming in on the scripture verse um second Corinthians 13 verses four through seven and I was just going through that list okay God you're patient God you're kind and then moving forward I got to God is not jealous and I was like okay whoa 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 hold on Because my Sunday school days already taught me that in Exodus, God himself says that he's a jealous God. And so (laughs) I was going to skip over it. I'm like, I think the Bible, uh, maybe the printing is off. I don't know. (laughs) I was like, is the Bible inconsistent? Because I know that God is love. And if love is not jealous, why would God say in Exodus, that's pretty early in the Bible. It's the second book. Why would God say that he's jealous when moving forward in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4, it says that love is not jealous. 
And so I kind of sat there for a little bit and I didn't want to study it too deeply because I also I've heard songs saying that the Lord is jealous for us. And I didn't question it because I just heard it so many times. It's like, okay, whatever. Like, y'all know what you're talking about. I'm not going to ask any questions. But on this To Be Hurt Tuesday, I want to ask that question. What does it mean for God himself to say that he is jealous? And I didn't read you that verse, but you can check it out. I think this is chapter 20, Exodus uh, chapter 20, where, when God, he says it many times, I think again in Deuteronomy, God says that he's jealous. So if he's jealous, why does... 1 Corinthians 13, 4 says that love is not jealous, but God is love. Very interesting question that I want to ask you today. I asked it myself and I did some digging and the answer and the revelation that I received definitely needs to be heard. So turn your volume up, whoever you are. We're going to talk about the love of God, um, especially in this season of love, okay? Because in the way that we say jealous, on Valentine's Day specifically, which we've gotten so much better at that. Every year I would get kind of irritated. Like people are like, oh, I'm so jealous of, you know, someone's relationship. And really, we we all have a reason to celebrate. There's someone, it doesn't have to be like romantic. There's someone that we can celebrate, someone we love who we can celebrate on Valentine's Day. We've gotten better at that. But in some cases, when we talk about Valentine's Day, that word jealous typically shows up. Like, oh, I'm really jealous of their relationship, or I'm jealous of her because she's got this fine man with two jobs, you know what I'm saying? Like, where's my man? Where's my Valentine? And we use that word to say, like, I want what they have. And that's typically the the context that we say it in. So whenever we read in the Bible that love is not jealous, we think love is not, oh, I want, I, I want what this other person has. Like, I wish that I had that thing. And that's the way that we read it as. And that's true. That's true. That love is not looking at someone else or comparing what you have to someone else and saying, oh, I really wish I had that. That's not love. You're right in saying that. But it can get very confusing when we throw that word envy in there because the way that we use jealousy, what we're really referring to is envy. Envy is actually what it means to look at what you have and then look at what someone else has and be like, well, dang, like you just kind of feel uncomfortable, like and really unsettled looking at what someone else has. And it's a good thing. Like if you see someone, you know, a girl with her, her fine man, you know what I'm saying? And, or you see like, even it could be anything really like, oh, they just got this new car and you feel some type of way about it because you're still driving your old Honda, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so you look at what someone else has and you're like, wow, like I really wish I had that thing. And we call that jealousy. That's actually envy. So I want to clarify that. That mindset of, oh, I really want what they have is envy. It's not jealousy. Jealousy is actually when we fear losing something that we already have. So it has nothing to do with another person, nothing to do with another party. It's looking at our own possessions, our own treasure chests, and, and being so afraid to lose what we have inside our treasure chests. That's jealousy. And so I wanted to bring that clarity before I move deeper into today's To Be Heard Tuesday. Because I'll mention this, and I don't mean to confuse anyone. It took me a minute to like get all of my notes together, too. But one thing that we have to remember about the Bible is that it was originally written in a different language. So a lot of the the words that we use, we have to go back to the Greek language 
and get the root word and find out the definition, all that stuff. And that's what, what happens here. So we're reading this, um, this scripture verse, 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4, saying love is not jealous. Really, there's a Greek word for that that means envious. Some translations, I read from the New Living Translation, but there's another translation of the Bible, not a, a new Bible or a different Bible, but it says it in a different way. Same message, just says it a little bit differently. And it actually says for 1 Corinthians um, 13 verse 4, that it says love is not envious, like love does not envy. So that's really what it's saying here. It's not saying that love doesn't um, fear to lose what it has. It's saying that love does not look at what someone else has and says, dang, like, I really wish I had that. Or, um, you know, you feel some type of way about that. You feel angry, you feel bitter because you see what someone else has that you don't have. So I wanted to bring that clarification there. Um, moving deeper into today's To Be Here Tuesday, if you have to you know, press that 15, <laughs> 15 seconds backward to listen to it again. I don't blame you. Take some notes. Um, I encourage you even, so a lot of my study, there's actually a really great site called Christianity.com. <laughs> How quaint is that, right? Christianity.com, and it kind of helped me with these definitions of, of jealousy versus envy. Because it's confusing, like the way that we say it in our everyday language, it's easy to get that confused. So if you want to, you know, rest on that a little bit and then come back and listen to the rest of this episode, I don't blame you. But I did hope that clarified a little bit the difference between jealousy and envy, being that uh, love is not envious, love does not envy, but... Because God himself said in Exodus ver uh, chapter 20, early on in the Bible, that he's a jealous God, I want to dive into that and really dissect what that means. Because he is a jealous God. And I stated this definition before about jealousy, but jealousy is when you look, it has nothing to do with the other person or nothing to do with, with you know, comparing yourself to, to anyone else. It's just looking at what you alone have and thinking to yourself, like, I love these things so much, I don't want to lose it. Like, I don't want to lose what I have. Nothing to do with anyone else, but like, I don't want to lose this thing. So when God says that he's jealous, that he's a jealous God, what he's saying is that he's looking at what he already has, looking at everything that belongs to him, and he's saying, he's, he's saying that these things are his, speaking, you know, from his perspective. He's saying, you know, you are mine and I don't want to lose you. Like, not, don't get that confused with, you know, you are mine and I'm not letting you leave. No, 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 God looks at what he has and he says, you know, you can leave if you want, but I'm jealous for you. Like, you're mine and I don't want you to leave. And if you do leave it would really, really hurt me. That's what it means to be jealous. And you can even compare that to some of the relationships that you have. I know this caused me to reflect on a lot of my own relationships because some people in the past, like I really loved and they're no longer in my life anymore. And it really pains me to think about it. And it's really, you know, it's, there's a lot of hurt that comes with that because I, I'm jealous. Like I, I wish that they were still with me. I wish that, you know, we were still connected They're They were still in my corner. I wish, but you know, that's just like, uh, an example of jealousy and you may be able, uh, to relate to that thinking about your own relationships. It could be a boyfriend or a girlfriend, 
where it's like you love them so much and you were so glad that they were yours and then they left and it hurts. I just think about that pain and that hurt for just a minute. Sorry to get you all depressed. I'm really sorry about that. But I just want you to to get into that mindset because when God says that he's a jealous God, that's the exact way that he feels about you and me. Yes, I'm talking to you. And I always say that when I say you, because a lot of people are like, no, not me. No way, Ayana. There's no way that God could love me. Listen to me. I'm talking to you. This is the truth. These are facts. This is to be her podcast. Like, do you really think I would lie to you? Absolutely not. No, I'm speaking the truth that when God, he looks at you and when he looks at me, he says, I just, I don't want to lose them. And there's many people, I stated this at the beginning, that God created the whole world. He created you and me. And we were really made for him. And that's not to freak you out or to make you think that God is some tyrant. But no, like he wants us to experience his love. And if you experience his love, you would know why he wants you to experience his love. Because it is the sweetest, most precious thing. I'm telling you from personal experience, the love of God has broken off so much in my life. I'm talking about my mental health. I'm talking about my physical health, like so much that the love of God has done for me. It just repaired the way that I think about myself. And and anytime I get into a low spot, I just say, God, I need to experience your love because I'm at a place of fear or anxiety or maybe an old habit is trying to, to tempt me and to overcome me. And I call on the name of Jesus, who is love, so I can experience him again because it really is that strong and really is that powerful. And we were made to experience that. We were made to be in relationship with him. And so when we walk away, I mean, it does something, and I want to explain this a little further, but it does something to to God, which I'll explain, but it also does something to you too, because like when you're without that love, all types of hell breaks loose. And yes, I'm speaking from experience, like when you're outside of the the love of God, and I'm not saying that as, you know, because nothing can separate you from the love of God. But when you wander and you distance yourself from the Lord, like there's and you don't recognize that you're loved. There's a lot of crap that you put up with because you don't recognize that you're loved. I dealt with some stupid stuff because I told myself, like, there's no way that God loves me. And and even if he did, like, I didn't want to love him back because in my head, I pictured him as some bully. But no, like when you're in the love of God and when you recognize that he wants you to experience his love, the fullness and the the greatness and the the depth and width and height and and length of his love, which To Be Her podcast stands for, that's Ephesians 3.19, that we would experience his love so that we'd be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Like that's that's all, that's like my message here. I want us all to experience the love of God. And so if we convince ourselves otherwise, then we're not complete. Then we, and you may be able, if you're honest with yourself, you may be able to, to say, like, without this love that Aeon is speaking about here on To Be Hurt, like, yeah, I don't feel complete. The many, anytime I feel empty or I feel like I'm without something, I have to pray, God, let me experience your love because I know that's the thing that completes me. And if I don't feel complete, then that's a sign for me. Like, you need to get, you need to remind yourself and refresh yourself of the love of God. So just quickly mentioning that there so I don't scare anyone when I say that you belong to him. But you really do belong to him. And the the great thing about it is that when he looks at you, he looks at you and he says that you are mine and I don't want to lose you. 
I don't know about you, but that actually really softens my heart when we talk about a jealous God. The title of today's Superhero Tuesday is Jealous Jesus, because you all know that Jesus is God. If you don't know that Jesus is God, guess what? He's God. And so I'm titling this Jealous Jesus because God, I mean, he looks at us and this softens my heart to really think about this, but he looks at us and he says, they're mine and I I'm afraid, like, I don't want to lose them. I want them to to always be with me. Like, I want to be in relationship with him. And if you really dissect that and understand the depth of what that means, it's actually heart-wrenching. Like, it kind of makes me sick, like, a little confused to think about a perfect, holy, beautiful flawless God. He never sinned. And he is a creative genius. He made the whole entire world. There's no other God that's going to come before him or there's no other God that's going to come after him. There's no other God that came before him. He's the real deal. The only one who can really bring complete healing, like the only one who could actually set you free of addiction and fear and shame and lust. Like he's actually the only one able to do that. And he loves me like he loves me so much that when I if I ever decide to turn away and I've had before when I was 12, I made up my mind I wasn't going to follow him. That whenever I make that decision or when I make that decision or if I, I never will, but if I make that decision to turn my back, that actually hurts him. And it does not make any sense to me because if I was in Jesus's shoes I'm glad I'm not, but like if I was Jesus and someone like me told me that I didn't want to, that they didn't want to be with me anymore, as a perfect sinless God, I'd be like, okay, and like you can leave. <laughs> like I'm not going to lose any sleep over you. Like you don't, you don't add anything to my life. Like <laughs> you make mistakes all the time. You're so messy. Every standard that's set, like, you've fallen short of many times. So, I mean, what do I look like crying about you leaving? Like, I don't care. (laughs) Like, literally, I'm thinking as God, as a perfect sinless God, I would look down someone as messy as me and be like, if you wanted to leave, like, I'm not going to shed a tear. Like, you're not hurting me. (laughs) Like, you're not causing me any pain by leaving. Because that would make sense to me. Like, it makes sense for a perfect God who's without sin, never made a mistake, you know, made the whole world. He's just a perfect God, flawless God. It doesn't make sense that he's, he wants me in his, in his corner. Like, he wants to be in relationship with someone like me. And guess what? He wants to be in relationship with someone like you. This is God we're talking about. Like, you can't get any higher than God. And he is jealous for you. Like, he doesn't want to lose you. He didn't want to lose you so bad that he gave his life for you. He's like, as long if they call on my name, like, they're covered. Like, all of their sins are covered. I I want to pour out my love on them. And I want them to pour out their love on me. Like, I don't want to lose them. I do not want them to turn away. He's jealous for us. Does that not make you a little uncomfortable? Like, we can just be honest. (laughs) Thinking about the fullness of that and the depth of that. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, when I think about that to Jesus, I'm like, like, I have very little to offer God. I'm 
let me rephrase. I have nothing to offer God. Every good thing about myself is because of him. Like, I have nothing to offer besides my life. Like, that's the only way I can really say thank you is to just to live my life for him. Because he looks down at me and after all that I've done and the many times that I have grieved the Holy Spirit and he sees me and he looks at me and is like, girl, I don't want you to, I don't want you to leave. I want you to stay right here, right by my side, right in my love. I don't want you to go anywhere. And if you do go anywhere, I mean, it doesn't matter how far you'll go. My grace will trace, will chase you down and there's nothing, there's no distance. There's nothing that could separate the love that I have for you. There's nothing that can break that apart. It's like, it's kind of like, huh? <laughs> like, it does not make any sense. And yet it is the truest thing about the Lord. Listen, whoever you are, you need to hear this message on this To Be Her Tuesday, that Jesus is jealous for you. And he, I mean, we were made for him. And I hope I clarified that well when I say what I mean, when I, you know, said that. Hope I clarify what I meant, that you're you're made for him. You belong to him. When he made you, like you, he wanted you to experience his love. You belong to him. And he sees you and he thinks about, you know, like when the thought of, of you leaving him, when that crosses his, his mind, he actually gets jealous. He's like, no, I want you. Like, I, I don't want you to leave. It's just backwards. Like, we're the ones who should be saying, God, I don't want you to leave. Like, we should be the ones who, who, are, who are begging God to stay. But his word promises that he, he will never leave us, never forsake us. He's like, you don't have to beg me. I'm, I'm just not going anywhere, period. Like, I'm going to be by your side. That is irrational. But instead, I mean, just thinking about the context of jealousy, like he looks at us and he's, he's jealous. He doesn't want us to leave. He doesn't want us to turn away. And he loves us enough to give us that option. We very well have the, the choice. Like we can choose to leave God and to leave him behind. But he would become jealous. He's, that's like his his worst nightmare coming true that we would leave him. That's so weird because it should be our worst nightmare for him to leave us. And he's like, there's nothing that's going to separate us. <laughs> there's nothing going to separate my love from you. Like nothing that's going to interrupt that. Or, you know, the word says, and we read this in today's episode, 1 Corinthians thirteen seven, never gives up. His love never gives up. It never fails. It endures through every circumstance. So if you're going through hell right now, like his love, that doesn't like make his love waver at all. It's very steadfast and it's unfailing. It's abounding. In fact, the Lord himself is abounding in love because the Lord is love and he, his heart burns for you. Like, I just think that's amazing. And in the context of Valentine's Day, we say, oh, I'm so jealous of this person or whatever. We say that in an envious way. It's not necessarily jealousy, but we say jealous when we really mean envy. And we look at these things and say, oh, you know, I wish I had that. And at the same time, like, meanwhile, the Lord is jealous for us. That is, like, the the biggest mystery ever. Like, that does not make sense to me. And yet it's all the reason why I worship and why I commit my life to him. Because I know, like, God, I'm no one to be jealous about. <laughs> like, I'm no one to be jealous over. Not even a little bit. Like, if I, if I was Jesus looking at myself, I'd be like, 
like you can leave anytime like you're actually like you're like the toxic person in my life <laughs> literally and I feel that way sometimes like we're the toxic person in our relationship with Christ we're always messing up and we always say oh I'll never do it again and then we do it again it's like what <laughs> like we're the toxic people and and God's jealous for us doesn't make any sense, you guys. It really doesn't. But it needs to be heard on this TV Hurt Tuesday. And I really hope that you receive that well. And I want you to rest assured in the love that he has for you. It's a deep love. It actually, it like, it actually doesn't make sense. And as a writer, I'm always trying to make sense of things. But like this one, I, I can't, I can't make sense of. I, can, I could write about it for years and not get to the core of it. Like it's so deep and so unending. And I want you to receive that on this TV Hurt Tuesday. But that's all I have to say for today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you rate it and leave a review. Also, share it with a friend, someone who needs the love of God in the season of love. Make sure you, that you send this their way. Um, and also, don't forget to follow and subscribe on whatever listening platform you're tuned in on. And give To Be Heard Podcast a follow on Instagram. I'd love to connect with you. Um, and at the same time, make sure that you head on over to my website at aonestmo.com. There's lots of new things coming up that I'm really excited for. So stay tuned. And you guys will hear from me next week right here on To Be Heard Podcast podcast.